Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Adam, let's have some fun with this post-game podcast because that game certainly wasn't. The actions of Drew Locke and his fellow quarterbacks were not, and the decision by the NFL was not. But before we get into that, like I said, let's have some fun. As NFL memes tweeted, fun fact, a Broncos team that had no quarterback playing scored the same number of points against the Saints as the Buccaneers did with Tom Brady. Boom. Should I have gone, hey Here's that another was, one. That was a fun fact. I enjoyed that one. Here's another fun fact. Kendall Hitton has less turnovers than Mitch Trubisky. Oh, that's just mean-spirited, but I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. So, that another. So do you do you think fact. Ryan Pace is calling John Elway about potentially trading for Kendall Hinton? I, I because think... <laughs> remember, this is the jackass who traded up to get Mitch Trubisky when he could have had Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think if if Ryan Pace is calling anybody, it's his travel agent to figure out where he's going to be traveling to on the extended vacation the Bears are about to send him on. I don't imagine that he or Matt Nagy or, or anybody else with the Bears organization is going to be around for much longer. There's going to be some wholesale changes it, it, it as as someone who's just guessing and also lives in the midwest so uh you know i i know we have we described the denver broncos as a cluster but the the bears are are pretty darn close to uh being about double what the what the broncos are i, I here's send, another one yeah go for it please i need i need laughter would you rather be in Broncos country right now who had no quarterback and were in an untenable situation, or would you rather be Raider Nation who had that mascara-wearing quarterback and got blown out by the Atlanta Falcons? The final score of their game on Sunday was 43-6. to The Broncos had no quarterback and only lost 31-3. to it was uh, that. See, those are the kinds of things that make you feel better, right? You know what I wonder though, and this this might be a conversation for a completely other podcast, but it it does make me wonder. You know how you got the QB wins guys and the guys that you know uh, quarterback wins aren't a stat or whatever, and you, they, they have that argument that goes back and forth. Does what happened with the Denver Broncos prove that quarterback wins are a stat, or does the fact that the Raiders? <laughs> did what the Raiders did prove that it's not or or is it just like a whatever deal like if you don't have a quarterback your team's gonna suck but even if you have a quarterback your team can still suck so what are we doing here I I don't know I I just am curious that's a fun conversation for somebody else maybe not to get too deep into the weeds on this but it's the talent level of the quarterback 
if you have Patrick Mahomes, you're going to beat any team in the league. It doesn't matter who he has around him. It doesn't matter who his offensive line is. You're going to win games because of Patrick Mahomes. QB wins is a stat is proven by Patrick Mahomes, as it was proven with John Elway, as it was proven with Dan Marino. If you have an all-time great quarterback, QB wins is a stat. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to win, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so just put that one to bed and, and just move on. As much, much as we would like to do with this game, but I think we're going to just I – think, I think we have to talk a little bit about it. And I know this is a post-game recap, but what it really is at this point is a post-week recap. I mean, we recorded on Tuesday uh, before Thanksgiving, and then the, the proverbial poo hit the fan afterwards. And so – we kind of watched it in real time and I was tweeting in real time and having to retract tweets and, and send new tweets. And then, you know, I was, I was all over the board. And, and I think, I think, I think after watching the game, after experiencing that entire situation, I have come to the conclusion that the NFL doesn't care. And so why should you as a fan? And, and that is maybe the most infuriating thing about this the NFL didn't care enough about competitive balance the NFL didn't care enough about player safety to really take this seriously and they decided to try and make an example of the Denver Broncos and an example of the quarterback room I guess and they took it out on Denver what's going on with COVID on the flip side of that and I think it's important that we acknowledge this the quarterback's flaunted the protocols and flaunted the rules. They 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 tried to skirt and get away with and connive and scheme. They lied. They they retracted. They did everything wrong in that entire situation. And I I find it fascinating that we watched this game and you had this this character in Kendall Hinton who everybody wanted Willie Beeman. Everybody wanted, you know, they wanted that movie right we all want to make a movie out of this and then you didn't get the movie you didn't get Kendall Hinton coming out and and being the guy instead what you got was exactly what you should have gotten and would have expected was a practice squad guy who was told 20 hours before the game hey guess what you're gonna do tomorrow and he was like well okay and and they the entire team failed miserably so you you wanted the movie you didn't get the movie what you got was an example of what happens when everybody involved screws up everybody the team the league the players the commissioner the owners I don't care who everybody gets a finger pointed at them I don't have I only have 10 fingers four and two thumbs if you want to get you know specific but I'm pointing them at everybody everybody's getting a point here because everybody screwed up they shouldn't have tried to skirt the rules and the league should have postponed the game both things can be true and I think they are in this situation the one person who shouldn't get a finger pointed, I don't think you're pointing it at him, is Kendall Hitton. Oh, yeah, he's outside of that. The guy, it, he, he should be marveled for what he did. Don't look at the stats. As I said in my winners and losers, what he did, he was in an untenable situation. There was no way he was going to have success. Yes, everyone wanted the, the movie script, the, the everything plays out gloriously, but that wasn't realistic. He was playing his first NFL game. Not as a quarterback, ever. So 
yeah, but he a massive mile high salute. He should be heralded. He should be held up as a model for Broncos country, and we should all be and celebrate the way that he played and the way that he stepped up. And I think when you mention the the whole situation, the thing that bothers me the most about it is the hypocrisy of the National Football League. Because if you look at the way they handled the Tennessee Titans, when they were on shutdown, their facility was locked down, and they skirted the rules. But what did the league do? They didn't force them to play games. As Andrew Mason pointed out, the response from the league was a slap on the wrist, multiple concessions, and the courtesy of multiple delays. That's my problem with it. Yes, I get that they enforced stricter uh, protocols because of COVID, and the quarterbacks failed to live up to it. But if you look at what Benjamin Albright tweeted, he's seen the videotape, and they were socially distanced. They were wearing masks, and the only time they took them down was to eat. I've been wearing a mask. How the F do you wear a mask while you eat? And then I'll leave it at this, because there is no greater voice for Broncos country than Dave Logan. Andrew Mason tweeted out what he said on the broadcast. He said, it was a really bad decision by the NFL to play this game. It goes against every bit of competitive integrity that this league has been built on for years and years and years. It's just nonsensical to do what the league did. You can't argue with that. Now, I I will throw a caveat in there, and I think it's important to mention this. Uh, Lindsey Jones, who did, uh, I think, really good work for The Athletic on this story, uh, brought up the fact that protocols were changed by the NFL, and one of the rules that they put in place was that there were to be no in-person meetings by position groups. And the Broncos quarterback group, they met in person. So so, so I'm, I, there is a little bit of they had their masks on, except for when they were eating. Well, they weren't supposed to be in the same room anyway. And so, you know, I, I, I get it. Like, it's, it's, we live in a, a period of history that when we look back on this, it will be it will be an insane time to look at, and this particular moment and incident will be a footnote of a footnote of a footnote because it's a football game. That's all it is. But the problem the NFL has, and we talked about this on the the pregame or the you know the sort of the preview podcast earlier in the week, and I, I wrote an article about it from Mile High Report because Brandon McManus tweeted about it twice. The NFL does not have what you could call a set guideline as to what each team is going to do. Now, I'm actually sort of one of those people that believes that you should make a ruling on things in a case-by-case basis. I I do think that that's important. I think if you're over-principled, it drives you to do things to people that you wouldn't normally do just because, well, you got to go by the letter of the law. But at the same time, if the letter of the law keeps shifting then there's no way to apply what I like to call discretion. Think about it in this way. If I'm driving home at night, it's 1 o'clock in the morning, there's nobody on the road, the speed limit's 35 and I'm doing 50. It's late, I want to get home, I'm not drinking, I'm not doing anything crazy, I'm just late. Cop pulls me over for doing 50 and a 35. Now, it's his discretion to walk up to me and say, 
you were going awful fast. Here's your ticket. Or recognize that we're the only two people on the road. Issue me a warning. Tell me to slow it down and send me home. That's the police officer's discretion. The rule's there. I broke the rule. But the police officer could say, hey, slow it down. That could have happened here. And that should have happened. But there wasn't any real guidelines. Just a lot of precedents that were set all over the board. And when you're setting precedents all over the board with nothing to really guide you, then you can do anything and get away with anything, but you're going to look like an a-hole. And that's what happened with the NFL. So you've got a team that screws up. You've got a league that screws up. You've got a game that was practically unwatchable. And you give us this BS line about player safety, but you ignore all of the actual danger that you're putting players in when you ask a practice squad player who's never played in the NFL to go be quarterback. Oh, by the way, he's actually a wide receiver. Nobody wins here. Nobody. And the Saints, the Saints get free victory. And the NFC South, everybody who's behind them is looking up going, wait a minute, why do they get a free game? Because that's what the Saints got. They got a free game. And that's frustrating as well from a competitive balance standpoint. And and Dave Logan is absolutely right. It was nonsensical that they played that game. I'm mad at everybody. You mentioned the NFC South. How about the Green Bay Packers or Seattle Seahawks who are competing for home field advantage? The thing that bothers me the most about it is it's the same old BS from the National Football League. It's reactionary. Instead of instead of taking control of this from the beginning, having a set plan from the beginning, from the beginning, they had months to work this out, and they're still going through this nonsensical BS where they're continually changing the rules instead of sitting down and ironing it out from the beginning. We're still in this situation because it's, an, it's a reactionary league. The only thing the National Football League cares about is money. That is all it cares about. They do not care about player safety because one of the consequences of this game is Philip Lindsay is having an MRI tomorrow on his knee. If how's, he's out for the Callahan's rest of this foot? season, Bryce Callahan's foot, but it's reactionary. They never take the lead. They never jump up and say, this is the way it's going to be. We're going to do it this way from the beginning. Because as I I mentioned the Tennessee Titans earlier, they completely skirted protocols from the National Football League in a more blatant fashion than the Broncos did. It was the entire organization that skirted the protocols earlier in the season. And what did the league do? They didn't force them to play a game. Heck no, because that's a playoff team. You're going to tell me if the Kansas City Chiefs had a quarterback room that did this, that they wouldn't have delayed the game? Yeah, right. You're not going to. You're going to force the, the Chiefs to play without Patrick Mahomes? Are you kidding me? And that in itself brings up another issue that we talked about before this game. If Pat Bowen is still around, this never happens. Because there is no way in hell Roger Goodell is going to come to Mr. B, who is the godfather of Sunday night football, and say, oh, I'm sorry, you're going to have to use a practice squad quarterback in your game against the Saints on Sunday. 
can you imagine what Pat Bowlen would have done to Roger Goodell if he said that? Roger Goodell would be looking for a new job because Pat Bowlen would be like, uh, huh, all right, time to find a new commissioner. I, I mean, it's it, what else can you say? It, it really does. It, 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 it points to the hypocrisy of the NFL, the, the fact that the only thing that matters is dollar signs. And it also shows the, just, just the, the fact at this point that the Denver Broncos are a rudderless ship. And, and I know that, that you, you don't pull up our podcast to hear us bitch and moan about the Denver Broncos and how bad they are, but that's not what this is. I, I want them to figure it out. Figure it out, as our letter Kenny friends might say. Figure it out. Figure it out. Because it's it is frustrating. It is it is time, you know, for for them to get an owner in place, someone who can be at the head of the table and make big decisions and hold people accountable. That's important. That's going to make the team better. I don't care if you disagree. It's just the truth. In an organization like this, you have to have somebody who can walk into John Elway's office and say, this sucks, fix it. Who can go to Joe Ellis and say, you're gone. You're terrible. Because that's what I would do if I was the owner. <laughs> little, 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 little wishful thinking there for myself. But fix the franchise. Fix the franchise. The, the Denver Broncos were a premier franchise in the NFL five years ago. Half a decade. They won a Super Bowl. Pat, I, I, I mean, this one's for Pat was like that moment, right? And then it was like the blimp just lit on fire and oh, the humanity. And Was oh, that an over the Hindenburg? A little, a little Hindenburg there. A little Hindenburg for you. Little, a little Hindenburg? Was it? I mean, it was a, it was a big was blimp. It, was it? It's a a gigantic fire. People die. It was a pretty terrible moment, actually, but okay. (laughs) That's how this feels. I'm going to mention the quarterbacks. I I get that it was new protocol, and I and I don't. I'm. We've mentioned the league, but Drew Locke and Brett Rippon and Blake Bortles can't skirt on this. They knew the protocol. They skirted it. Whether or not they tried to, to cover it up or lie about it, I don't know. I don't want to get into that. They need to be smarter than that. And I give credit for, to Drew Locke for owning up to it and sending out the statement that he did. But he needs to be smarter about that. I want the quarterback of the team that I root for to know better, to have the intelligence that, all right, this is the new protocol. This is what we have to do. If he wants to be a leader of the team, then step up and effing lead. Don't skirt the protocols because you want to have lunch with your fellow quarterbacks. Take it seriously. Yes. I'm glad that he stepped up. I'm glad that he owned it as he did in that statement. I still wonder how much of it was written by Patrick Smythe and the PR staff for the Broncos, but regardless, he sent it out from his account, but he shouldn't have put the team in this situation to begin with. Know the protocol. Take it seriously. Don't put your team in this situation. It's selfish. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.